0: heaven hi
1: happy new year whoop, whoop. are you all right yeah did you have a lovely
0: Say it. <laughs> yeah it was all right did you have turkey right, how was how was your hanukkah nick did you have turkey you don't, yes. don't don't avoid the question did you have turkey yes just the crown though well, that's wretched, just a crown.
1: You might as I well have eaten
0: a Brexit. I cooked it very well. It was nice for once. A
1: crown is the Brexit of Turkey. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> if you don't have the brown meat. You, uh, Actually, we, we, don't, we don't want any of that brown meat around here. Only that
0: brown good, meat coming in our country, taking all our white meat jobs.
1: Only good white meat. We had a proper whole turkey. And you know what made it work? We uh, I um, loosened up its raw skin... And shoved Mm -hmm. shoved a bunch of butter underneath the skin as a touch of the breast. I do that.
0: I did. You slide your fingers to separate the skin from the boobies.
1: You do, but you have to be very careful because you worry that if you push your finger just a bit too much, you'll burst through the skin and ruin everything.
0: It will. The only thing you can do then is a skin transplant with bacon or blue tag. No bacon skin transplant. You do a skin a bacon skin graft.
1: Does that work? Yeah, it does. God, God, good heavens. And so we and then we slow cooked the turkey overnight, which I would recommend because it's a lot less faff.
0: Lovely and dry. No,
1: it wasn't lovely (laughs) and dry. It was lovely (laughs) and moist because of all the aforementioned butter.
0: The much better year Uh for doing a turkey was when I did beef brisket
1: oh yeah i mean obviously beef
0: that's the best form of turkey
1: uh, well we uh, uh on new year's eve we got a rib of beef that nice fatty and I, and you know we cooked that one what you do what we did is turned on the oven the highest it could be put put the rib of beef in the oven uh after patting it dry uh and that was at the highest it could be and then turned off the oven after 20 minutes and two hours later we took it out of the oven and ate it Anyway, enough about beef. Let's look at the topic, which is on this episode 257 of the Rum podcast. They
0: said we wouldn't get to 257. Do you remember?
1: I remember, but I had them uh, extirpated and then they were not around to say it anymore. The topic today, bearing in mind the children, should we now destroy all screens? And... We have to... uh, Well, that's really
0: annoying because I have an interesting observation about how the Daily Express lied about that story on their front page. And now I can't share it with us.
1: I know how it lied because they said doctors recommend when doctors, in fact, didn't recommend at all. They were doctors saying, in fact, it makes no difference. Just don't do it before Betty buys time. But, of course, the Express wanted you to tell them to still read them on uh, Dead Tree, so they had to make up nonsense. I'll summarise it for you.
0: Uh, It wasn't the Express. I was lying.
1: Which paper was it? It was the Morning Star,
0: the Times. Of course, a load of it r- says rubbish. doctor. The headline is doctors tell parents to cut children's screen time, Mm-mm. and the story is doctors say there's no problems with screen time.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, don't do it just before bed. That's it. Yeah, that's the end of it. Bunch of awful. The mainstream media, eh?
0: Oh, the MSM, as I call it. That's the name I came up for it. <laughs> So, to, um, But you know who will save us from all that? Who? Jeremy Corbyn Oh yes, he's having the special Corbyn State Media
1: <laughs> CSM, Corbyn State Media
0: Yes, that's right
1: Jeremy Corbyn, um, who's Theresa May's best mate In trying to support her and her Brexit plans Tell me, because you've been following the Corbynistas on Twitter more than I have When he finally basically came out of his closet fully and utterly, and said, I absolutely adore and felch every aspect of Brexit, and I want Brexit far more than John Redwood even does. How did the um, Corbynistas actually twist themselves round to pretend that that was what they'd always
0: wanted? Oh, they made it very clear that um, a second referendum was anti-democratic. The one thing that democracy hates is asking people again for stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. why William Pitt the Younger is our Prime Minister.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I think you should only ask any, ask the people once and then that's it for eternity. Yep. Good. indeed. So it doesn't matter if things change radically and you need a second opinion. doesn't matter. After all, as we've heard, you never want a second opinion on anything ever.
0: It would cause terrible divisiveness in the country if it were to be... To to not go ahead. The divisiveness would be so terrible.
1: It would. I mean, and at the moment, we are a paradise of holistic beauty. And Mm -hmm. can you imagine Mm -hmm. just a little chink of division? It would be awful. Well, I think it could be a Jap of division as well.
0: (laughs) I apologise. Yeah, good. Sincerely. But there's a poll. Have you heard of a poll?
1: Yeah, they're the people that UKIP don't want in our country.
0: That's right, stealing all our jobs.
1: Yes,
0: 959 Labour members were surveyed uh-huh. between the 17th and 21st of December, uh-huh. and asked to who whom they would like to replace Jeremy Corbyn as leader. Uh,
1: uh, with whom would they like to replace? I know. Jeremy I was Corbyn. trying to. Yeah. Annoy you. I know, so, so. yeah carry
0: Guess on. who is the number one choice amongst Labour Party members <sighs> to replace Mr. Corbyn. Um, you. I don't think they would know any. Uh, it's got to well, be... exactly. I mean, I, I will give you a clue. John McDonald. No, I don't know the highest they're... percentage anyone gets is eighteen percent. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, um, so because obviously question. they're all answering. Well, Jeremy Corbyn. What Jeremy Corbyn to replace Jeremy Corbyn? Yes, yeah,
1: so Jeremy Corbyn. 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 Um, well, who would be? It would have to be somebody like John McDonald or somebody like
0: that. John McDonald oh. is number two with fifteen percent.
1: Um, I don't know. Number one could possibly, I don't know, Ken Livingston, George Galloway, one of those.
0: (laughs) Yes, I don't think they are even eligible. Mm. The number one choice is Keir Starmer.
1: Mm. 18%. Right. Aren't we brilliant?
0: Yeah, John McDonald's number two. And number three, Emily Thornberry. (laughs) Uh, Happy New Year. Then coming in at number four, uh-huh. And with an epic 12% of Labour members, and of Labour voters, a a landslide victory of 56%. The next highest is 9%. Uh-huh. Again, somehow, Keir Starmer. At 56% of voters and 11% of members, the fourth uh-huh. most popular choice amongst members is Don't Know.
1: Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't Know
0: is the number one choice for Labour leader.
1: That makes about as much sense as I'd expected to in this awful, awful political cycle.
0: So The only well, person who'd be any good at it is Yvette Cooper and she's got 2% of Labour voters and 10% of members. Beautiful.
1: But, but seriously, were there any ingenious defences explicitly of Corbyn's uh, anti-euro? I assume it's the, the EU is run by Zionist uh, Rothschilds anyway and we want to be able to nationalise stuff and they won't let us, so actually he was right all along. It if only...
0: Like, uh, uh-huh. If only the latter half of that had come up.
1: Uh-huh. What was it? But then?
0: no. I, again, it was well. There's no good. There's no good answer I can share with you. It was all rubbish. But it was. Oh no, oh,
1: no it's rubbish. But I'm just wondering how they. It was this idea themselves.
0: that the the nation would be too divided and it'd be too awful and dangerous Cause, to cause, to go against it. Yeah. And Corbyn will do an amazing deal and also even though they're you know the, it, it, the the argument is that the EU said they won't renegotiate with May but if Corbyn came in and starts putting other things back on the table that he's explicitly said he wouldn't yeah but that doesn't matter he said
1: he wouldn't yeah, ever, Yes,
0: then then they would renegotiate so maybe with the weak pathetic man who hated the EU all along However, I haven't had any discussions with them since Corbyn's absolute outright statement last week of, no, I'm just going to, I'm going to vote for Brexit and I'm going to carefully, I'm going to roll Brexit up and I'm going to slide it up my anus (laughs) until Uh, I cough. (laughs) What's
1: so beautifully wonderful about uh, Corbyn? Is how he's wretched in every respect. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't no have. Kind of... but like
0: you think, but his redeeming feature is.
1: Yeah, there's nothing. His redeeming feature is he's a wonderful orator. Oh, um, he has a lovely sense of humour. Oh, he, he shows real perspicacity and oh, he shows a real cell. Oh no, um, oh well, I um, know uh, oh, he's just wretched yeah. in every way.
0: He doesn't he like those f- Jews though.
1: No, uh, did you hear what uh, Thornbury said when she spoke at Limoges? She said. The reason that he didn't do anything about anti-Semitism in the Labour Party initially was he was too upset about there being accusations of anti-Semitism in the <laughs> Labour Party to do anything <laughs> about them. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't have an anti-Semitic bone in his body.
0: Well, now I hope you'll sympathise with him.
1: Unlike his, uh, his, his son and brother. Um, yeah,
0: He had it's... his anti-Semitic bones removed.
1: well his 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 explicitly anti-semitic brother with whom jeremy corbyn has admitted that he agrees on almost everything so there we are lovely lovely man you've chosen there as the leader of your party john
0: thanks i voted for yvette cooper and i would again
1: so uh, since since we do ask this once a quarter anyway what's going to happen with brexit
0: go on you it's not going to happen it's gonna i'm i really wish i still had the confidence in my claim I really thought because I've said that from the start that it just won't happen, and then in December I was like, "Oh gosh, am I right?" And uh, now I just, "Oh no!" no, no. What well, uh, such a thick smearing of stupidity across this whole thing. Apparently, there's a thing on one of the papers this morning saying the majority of Tory members support No Deal.
1: Yeah, I do now as well. Oh no, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's my usual philosophy. It's nothing new. I'm saying if 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 I, I I really didn't want Theresa May's Budge to go through, because that allows us to get away with thinking that this was all right. I think we need. I think we need a strong, harsh,
0: no deal. You want punish? You want people to be punished?
1: They need to be punished for what they do. They need to see the reality that otherwise they will be ha- partially protected from. You know, I've argued this all the time. It's to Trotskyist thing. Give
0: them what they wished for. Give it to them. But you're the person, the them in your sentences, your daughter.
1: Uh, we, we can leave this wretched hellhole if we need to.
0: but where would you, you could you could presumably be, be welcomed into the into the wonderful utopia that is South
1: Africa. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah Where would yeah. you go? Um, well, we could go to South Africa we could go to <laughs> where else could we go to John? We could probably could we go to Norway?
0: Maybe when you go just... to South Africa, will you sing your Bring Me My Machine Gun song?
1: Yes. Uh, maybe I'll do some farming. You know, <laughs> I'm a farmer. I always wanted to get closer to the land. Um, <laughs> and, you know, well, somewhere, maybe, look, this country's weather's not that brilliant. We could just go to Norway. I, I see Norway's
0: always been my choice, but it's getting really right wing in Norway now. Well, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Hmm. Yes, it does. No, it's (laughs) That's the issue we're trying to escape. These
1: Scandi countries are always very lefty. It's nonsense.
0: But they're not, though. That's what's scary. Sweden has been a hotbed of racism for the last decade.
1: Well, no, Sweden... And it seems
0: to be... The virus seems to be spreading north.
1: No, Sweden has a problem in that um, it seems only capable of being ludicrously far left or ludicrously far right with nothing sensible in the middle at the moment. Yeah. They're they're of a peculiarly Divided situation there Which is worth looking at
0: In some detail Um, Do you think that Tony Blair's worst crime Worse than Invading Iraq Was to Give, to paint the middle As the enemy To create, to give everyone ammunition Say the middle ground is actually Monstrous because look
1: (laughs) Did he do that? I don't know if he did that. I mean, he 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 won three times on the prospect that the middle ground was useful. I think his biggest problem was probably in what what was his biggest problem. I, I don't think it, I, if if he hadn't gone down Iraq, I still think he would have been repudiated because I think there were enough people who found his fudge problematic and boring and there would have been a reaction the same way that um, Obama Obama was kind of a uh, middle right wing uh, president mm-hmm. and a lot of the people who voted for Obama then went to vote for Trump so I think the reaction to middling stuff is that especially when especially when the uh, rhetoric around it promises more than it can deliver Remember Obama's rhetoric Yes we can and all that stuff mm-hmm. that he gives mm-hmm. and then he gives people a watered down version of Romney care. And that's about all he gave them. Um, when you've got Blair who went on about you know, if you remember the the grandiose promises that were made at the beginning of the ninety seven Labour government, do you remember what he yeah, said? Of course. Uh, remember it said uh, ethical foreign policy and all that kind of stuff? Uh of Robin Cook? Um, and, and then it all just went a little bit squalid. Of course, nothing compared to the squalidness that we saw with Cameron and, and, and later on. But nevertheless, it all just went a bit squalid. You know, the Bernie Eccleston and gr- Grumpy Gordon and all that kind of thing. And I think that was enough to to piss people off. If he, But he needed that grandiose kind of rhetoric in order to get in in the first place. Um, I don't know if he do you think that without Iraq, he would have been
0: seen that differently to so the way he's seen now. I think so. I think it's important to remember that he was in his the first half. He was we have talked about this before, but he was a, mm. he was a really good world leader. He probably yeah. wasn't the best home leader. And so he was increasingly he was very good home...
1: with Kosovo and that sort of thing where, where people where, where it was very important to intervene and he saved a yeah. lot of lives to do so.
0: Also, I remember that there was a st- very serious threat of nuclear war between India and Pakistan. He was the only world leader who bothered to go in and intervene yeah. and he negotiated there. And, and at the time, the newspapers ran stories saying, Blair oversees yet again while the rails don't run on time and all this yes. sort of stuff. So yeah. there was, uh, yes, I think you're right. He would have, at, in, in the UK, he, would, he was yeah. becoming increasingly unpopular despite Iraq because he was trying to do good around the world. And then I think, I don't know what happened. Well, like, he fell Island... in love with his own...
1: Well, yes, because he also then, and it you know, became
0: this monstrous money grubbing.
1: Well, it was a combination of things. Because remember, he also then he also basically sorted out Northern Ireland. And at that point, I think he began to feel a
0: little bit messianic. I, thought, yeah, I was going to say messianic as well, yeah.
1: And I think he, I, I'm 100% certain, you know, I, I think he genuinely thought that he would be able to manage Bush and manage uh, Iraq and, and create a miracle there. I really think he thought, right, you, you've seen what I did in Kosovo, you just wait. And uh, and then I think when it fell apart, I think he just something in him probably snapped. And at that point, he just said, well, screw it. I'm just going to make a huge amount of money for my kids and uh, and myself. And that's it. I actually think there was a, a, a change.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. Well, I remember I think it's important to remember that most people fighting in the Corbyn camp weren't either probably weren't alive, if not con- yeah. conscious. In the in the early '90s, they weren't alive to see the you know 1993 the, the frightening levels of homelessness. The um...
1: well, I can see it again
0: now. Well, exactly. That's my point. So, they, they NH- were... NHS
1: falling apart, terrible homelessness, uh, education system frayed at the seams. It all seems very familiar.
0: Do you remember the um, in around '93 there was the rave culture became a big thing. Yeah, and the Tories tried to ban it.
1: Yes, by yes.
0: introducing a law that banned. Gatherings of, I think it was gatherings We've of nine normal church, people, church choirs, yeah. In, with, listening to music of a repetitive beat. Yes. Which, I remember a wag at the time observed this band Morris dancing. Yes. Um, but it was an attempt to ban raves. They were trying to, you know, just to ban the whole concept of rave and all this sort of stuff. But it was this, that was how silly and authoritarian things had become mm. um, towards, in fact, Th- Thatcher's dying years and Major's uh, flapping.
1: Uh, yeah, and um,
0: and the Tories had had 20 years in in power and they they just everything was ragged and hideous and <laughs> terrible and Blair came in and and did change all that homelessness went away because of him it was the, the NHS suddenly became a
1: lot better we got things like the smoking ban we've got uh civil partnerships we got a uh, free entry to museums all those things that uh, when you add them
0: up made the country a more pleasant place I'd be a little cautious on the NHS stuff. He was the um, the main factor behind. Uh, uh, I've forgotten the term PFI. PFI, and um, he, he, my dad would have attested that he picked up Thatcher's torch and ran with it in destroying NHS dentistry. He was the final nail in the coffin for oh, anyone yes. being mean, able to use the NHS yeah, for dentistry. Yeah.
1: Dentistry was was destroyed, but I, and I, but I think the PFI at the time did seem reasonable, because I think what their bet was that they were just... Uh, people were saying, oh, it's going to burden us with huge debt and so on, and I think they were just hoping that the debt, through inflation, the debt would just disappear and be tiny, and yet we'd still have all these lovely hospitals and so on. I think that yes. was the bet. I genuinely think that was the bet at the time, and it hasn't quite worked out that way.
0: Not <laughs> not quite. The and, So I think what's happening is you've got a generation of people saying... Blair was evil because they just caught the tail end of it, and they have no sense or no sense of understanding of what things were like in the in the eighties and nineties. There's no understanding of how 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 awful things were for anyone who was poor, and it's and it's going back that way now, obviously. And universal that there aren't universal credit rights as there were poll tax rights. I I don't understand. Mm. Um, And the fact that homeless, you know, you just you just you just need to plot a graph of homelessness against who's in power, it's not subtle mm. um, it's a deliberate it's a Tory manifesto promise that there will be tens of thousands more people sleeping on the streets Yeah, and and far worse t- hundreds of thousands of families living in B&Bs and, and non-permanent co- uh, accommodation it's just, it, uh, yeah, it's absolutely atrocious and so of course you want someone to do something about it but the problem is there isn't a statesman to save the day this time there's nobody there's just Corbyn with his Silly pretense at principles
1: Well yeah But they're not even coherent No False principles They're just a bunch of Again ragtag rubbish And it, it it's it's very clear That there's nobody who Has any particular strong vision You know we made fun of Did you see the Ed Stone joke? Um, Ed, Milib- Ed Miliband's Christmas card
0: No I didn't
1: um, let, let me see if I can bring it. I'll bring it up for you, John. Ed, Thanks.
0: Remember Ed Miliband? I do remember Ed Miliband. He, he ate, he ate, he ate a sandwich in a funny way. And that, and that actually genuinely was enough to bring him down.
1: <laughs> it was, it was. Um, yes. Yeah, so, so, um, he basically, his Christmas card was, had the Ed stone. Remember with, with him poking up from yeah, behind it. Ideally. And, um, if the people who don't remember, he he created a ridiculous stone to show that his promises were written on stone. And on the Christmas card, he's there with he's poking on behind, wearing a cheeky uh, Rudolph uh, jumper, and there's a snowman. And the Ed Stone now has David Cameron's promises: a better Christmas, a better New Year. One written faces a simple and inescapable choice. Two stability and strong government. Three with me, four or chaos with five. Ed Miliband, six happy holidays. Do you remember? <laughs> do, you, do you remember uh, John Major's uh, warning about the chaos that would happen if Ed Miliband came in? Yes. Oh, there you go. I've I've sent you the lovely picture which you can link to in this particular uh, podcast, which you won't. But there you go.
0: It seems unnecessary to actually put any effort in.
1: Yeah, but there you go. I mean, it shows you he has a lot more wit.
0: He does, uh, doesn't he? Doesn't... But then he never displayed run. this when, when he was in charge.
1: But, but no, that was the funny thing. You know, he's he's shown a lot more wit and perspicacity. The sandwich, the sandwich
0: really was just the encapsulation of everything everyone didn't like about him, wasn't it? It was the sense that this is a man so so bizarre and useless that he can't even function when it comes to sitting and eating.
1: And and remember those, those ridiculous robotic interviews where I try and interview him and he would just repeat the same talking point again and again and again and again. Yeah as if he had no notion of what that looked like to a normal person. He just thought, I'm doing the right thing because I'm saying the thing that my advisors have said I should say.
0: And that was it. So where did this come from then? Why is he suddenly funny?
1: I don't know. I don't is know someone, I
0: don't... Maybe someone else is running his Twitter account for him.
1: <laughs> yes, like, like that, um, uh, like, like that uh, old World War II bloke that's just died where it was his son running the thing the whole time.
0: Yeah yes.
1: What's his name? Harry's Last Stand.
0: Harry, Harry Pretend character.
1: Yes, Harry Pretend character run by. Uh, oh,
0: dear me, the last few Corbyn fans who follow me on Twitter weren't pleased when I said, uh, before it was revealed that it was his son running the account all along, saying, I wonder if whoever's running his account will carry on running it now he's dead. Uh huh. And, and they, they were say, not happy with me, and then they all I'm disappeared. Disrespectful,
1: yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What horrible wretched people you have in your country, John. It's time to purge them all.
0: So who do you ki- how who, who do you keep?
1: Whom do I keep well we already had the rules about Nick Island, didn't we? I think we can just go Oh by yes. Them. So you know. There'll, there'll be a select few, um and and that'll be fine. We we now run the Burnt Oak Litter Pickers, so my litter prescription's even stronger. And we also we, we deal with um with uh, fly tippers and so forth in a we we did I say we, we printed out some big official-looking orange luminous stickers which we stick on fly tipping to warn them that they've been reported and so on <laughs> and, and and people do think now and we've heard they say oh if the council have have, have already have already marked those things it's, it's not the council dear it's us we decided to act as if the council don't really exist they're just this mythical figure like in some sci-fi novel and <laughs> <laughs> just deal with it ourselves so our street is now substantially cleaner cleaner than anybody else's because we go around picking things up it turns out that that's all you have to do john that's,
0: that's funny you... laura's that's a member to... of the canton wombles is she is she yes. a womble she is a womble and they go her and toby go out and pick litter together with a litter picker do
1: you have a, the robotic litter picking space arm we have, we do yes But it turns out that there are there's a lot of debate about which model is best and which work nicely and which ones have the better mechanism and so on. Who knew? Oh, this
0: is just a giant pair of tongs.
1: Uh, oh, it doesn't. But it does have a thing where you pull the lever and it goes. And it oh gosh, on. no, no, no. Um, we're from the southwest.
0: This uh, is I've just a three foot pair of tongs.
1: Oh no, you have got this thing. You pull the lever and, it goes, and then and then you and then it's got a little magnet at the end also for attracting what? bottle tops and all. Oh yeah,
0: welcome to the year two thousand, John. I can't believe we're using primitive last century litter picking devices. Uh, how awful! Why do people drop litter? I think it's because they're broken inside.
1: Well, no, Victoria made the point that as a species, we've been dropping litter pretty much all the time. You know, uh, animal bones and husks and things. It's just that usually that litter went away quite quickly. And now when we drop our cans and our packets of crisps or whatever, they, they don't do what the bones and the bits <laughs> of hide did before. That's a generous way of putting it.
0: I think that's a little, un- a little unrealistic when it comes to evolutionary biology.
1: Well, we've been throwing stuff behind us.
0: I think... I like to imagine that for quite a while we've been putting stuff into compost piles. Mm. Your logic would require people to be putting their, putting their crisp packets in a pile in the garden and just shaking their head in horror when they're still there next year.
1: No, but you find these big pile of bones and things in, uh, in paleolithic um,
0: digs and so on. where people Yes, but they're in speak. piles. They're not just scattered. They don't just, just toss them over their shoulder like a, like a you know? medieval king.
1: They toss them over their shoulder into a, into, into a
0: pile. Yes, but into a pile is organised. They're not just throwing things out the car window as they drive along. I just I cannot understand. Also, cigarette smokers. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those.
1: I, I heard of them. When, uh, when we said before, as, as they drop the cigarette, it transmorphs That's That's into right. dimensions never seen They
0: don't again. even hit the ground. No. <laughs> They're gone before they hit the ground. They're magic.
1: Yeah, and this, did you know there's plastic inside the filter which me, which never really biodegrades? It's lovely. It's a little present for all of us for eternity, that little butt. Um, so we, uh, we sweep those up and then the whole road is full of them the next day. There's nothing you can do about that because cigarette smokers are sociopathic, obviously by definition.
0: Do you know I've, it, what's quite nice is it's weird now where yes. I live to actually see someone leaving, having to dodge someone's clouds is an unusual moment now. Not clouds yeah. of perfumed yeah. um e-cigarettes certainly yes. they're everywhere but just you don't I don't have to dodge the smog nearly so much.
1: Oh no, we work in an area that has quite a lot of working class people. And yes, foreigners. so do I live
0: <laughs> well, so, it a so, very and, and, working and class
1: working town. class working class people and foreigners do still smoke, especially the Romanians seem to love a cigarette or three.
0: I am surprised like how low smoky Kempton is despite it is being gentrified, but it is a very working class town. And there's a, and as I say e-cigarettes are everywhere but Right, yeah, so you don't, quite... you don't, you
1: don't, you don't even see the mum uh, rolling a cigarette on. Oh, uh,
0: I still on, see. On it. There's buggy. plenty of cigarettes hanging over the back, the the, the, the uh, handlebars of the buggy. Sure. Phew, phew. I was yeah. worried for a moment
1: there. Good some good old British traditions shouldn't be denied.
0: <laughs> That's right. China, Brexit will keep that safe. <laughs> yes.
1: Hopefully, we'll be able to start growing some tobacco here.
0: That will be nice. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think that solves the
1: problem. Okay, so you still didn't tell me, is it going to happen or not?
0: Um, no, it's not.
1: I think there will be a, a last-minute fudge deal. Like, yeah,
0: that does seem most likely now, doesn't it? I still want to think it fudge won't. But...
1: Last-minute fudge deal, like kind of kicks it into the long grass for another year or so, and everybody will be a bit grumpy. And that's about it, I think. I don't think much more will happen than that. And then next year, it'll be kicked again into the next long grass.
0: When you were saying about what were you saying about, you used an analogy and it made me think of Father Christmas. Of someone else will do it, and then realise oh the council, your council yeah, being Yeah, mythical. yeah it, it reminded is, yeah. me that I was Father Christmas properly for the first time this year. That's a sad moment for you. It's weird. I don't like the deception, mm. and I've been very deliberately not lying to him about it. So if he asked me direct, so when he he actually didn't ask me about Father Christmas, but he did ask me about the Tooth Fairy.
1: Right. What did he ask specifically? He said,
0: "Daddy, is the tooth very real?" And I said, "What do is you it? Think?
1: As real as your dream."
0: i said what do you think and he said no daddy i'm asking you and i said toby i don't think what i think is particularly interesting on the subject i think what you think is much more interesting
1: and what did he and what and he said daddy stop procrastinating yeah he
0: pretty much did and i said well okay and i remembered what you'd said about father christmas and i said i think the tooth fairy is a fun game to play you put a tooth under your pillow and you get money i mean who wouldn't want to do that
1: and And then he looked
0: and he went i think the tooth fairy is real and then went to sleep well fair enough yeah so I haven't. He hasn't actually directly broached with the Christmas. However, his mm-hmm. his sheer delight that the mince pie was bitten into and the carrot was half chomped <laughs> and all that
1: mm-hmm. was but, really lovely. So you now like to lie
0: to your children after all? No, you're, well, I just I really am. It, it's, you're a I do struggle with it. If he don't ask me directly, I would tell him the truth. Well, if he asked you what. He said, Daddy, is Father Christmas real? I would say, I would once again prevaricate. No, what you should
1: say is, he is as real as the Tooth Fairy.
0: (laughs) That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, So how did, I assume Judith is long beyond. Oh, yeah, but she never did. Well, I know she never, but I'm assuming she she was intelligent enough to pretend she did, so she got a stocking full of presents. No,
1: because I think quite, quite early on we did the it's a fun game thing. Yeah. And she liked to play the game and that was it. I mean...
0: Well, what a silly girl. I would have thought if anyone had any sense, they'd say, oh, that's a game I'll opt into.
1: <laughs> well, she, she knew she was going to get presents from us anyway, so she didn't
0: really care. <laughs> when anyone asks Toby what he got for Christmas, he'll list the three things he asked Father Christmas for and got. But he won't mention anything he got given by us downstairs under the tree. But
1: that is, a, that is an issue because I think a lot of... Um... It's already made this point that there are a lot of poorer people who struggle to buy their children gifts and do mm-hmm. manage to. And then, oh, yeah, it was his father Christmas who got it for them. So, you know, it's just taken for granted that that's something that just happens. rather than, No, the, the, the parents worked hard to get it. And isn't it nice that they liked you enough that they scrimped and saved and got you? Oh, no, some bloke came down a chimney. The council got us the present.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I think that is that is a shame. Although Toby rather sweetly asked for very Victorian presents from Father Christmas. <laughs> really? Like he wanted that. marbles. <laughs> Good. Um, he wanted a Black Panther toy. And I should stress not of the movie or comic franchise because so he's not, he's not a he racist. hasn't seen Black Panther yet. I decided no. to wait till he was five for that. Okay. Um, he, so he just actually wanted the act, uh, an actual Black Panther toy, a little okay. figure. All right. Um, and he wanted a clock. I hope num- the, with real numbers on it.
1: I hope the Black Panther toy was made out of Bakelite or something like that.
0: It's, uh, it's just asbestos. Really well, tightly packed asbestos.
1: Well, clock uh, is interesting. Judith still can't really tell the time on an analogue clock, you know. Oh, right. I mean, she's really... I think she's clock dyslexic. She just finds, she finds the whole notion of an analogue clock highly frustrating. Uh, well, I, I imagine you know.
0: it's also quite um, anachronistic in her mm. reality. Yeah, I think she, But I genuinely think
1: that she, she finds it annoying because you, you look at the shorthand and actually the long hand is doing something completely different. It's doing a completely different job. There are in fact two clock faces squashed yes. onto one circle, and I think people don't make that point to kids long enough. They'll say, well, what's the big hand pointing? The big hand's pointing to the nine, and the long hand's pointing to the six. No, the long hand isn't pointing to the six. The six is irrelevant to the long hand. It just confuses things.
0: <laughs> and then there's the second hand for literally no reason. Yeah, because of course,
1: <laughs> I think of all the mechanics and the energy that's wasted in giving a second hand in an analog clock. Yeah. It's just to show off. It's just to show off, especially in a For watch. So you need
0: the only place you need a second hand is at the swimming pool.
1: At which point, just use a digital one anyway, because you know that.
0: Well, exactly, but that's my point. So presumably, the majority of the time when Judy wants to know the time, she looks at a telephone screen, uh, a telephone screen, or on the front of the, the DVD oh, yeah. player or whatever.
1: And to be honest, she doesn't. Care about the time
0: at all? <laughs> yeah, that's not really that big of a priority.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, she she isn't uh, Victorian who's worried about regularising the train schedules.
0: But Toby was really keen to have a clock with numbers on it. He's got a grow clock in his room. Have, have you? Did you encounter these? No, they are very splendid. This is a clock that is either blue or yellow. Has a blue or yellow face,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so it's blue when you're meant to be in bed, and it's yellow when you can get up. Okay. Which is the only thing he needs. The other thing it has is stars as a, ca- a sort of countdown of stars. So he knows if there's one star left on the blue clock, he's allowed to get out of bed and play in his room. And mm. then when it's yellow, he can come and wake us up. Right. And um, But if there's two stars or more, he has to try to go back to sleep. And so that's perfect. It's, yeah, it's I'm all sure that works. And it, it does work, actually. Right. So he will explicitly not come and wake you up. Until Here his he's... clock's yellow. Yes. Yep. Okay. He called me down at ten to six this morning because um, he needed a wee. Well, he can make a wee on his own. He doesn't need you. But he, I know. But he—that was just—he was obviously awake and wanted to see someone. Um, but that's increasingly rare. He genuinely wakes up sometime around six-ish and then pu- happily plays in his room for an hour until seven, and then comes into our room and shouts "boo" to wake us up.
1: That's nice. And what about yeah. your cat? Doesn't your cat help?
0: Cats shut in the kitchen most nights. Last night, Laura shut her on the wrong side of the kitchen door. So she was in Toby's room when he called me down. And I somewhat suspect that might have been linked. <laughs> yeah. Um, but most of the time she's shut in the kitchen because otherwise she will just wake everyone up at 4am wanting her breakfast. And it's, and with Toby, she will just wake him up.
1: Will she, will she meow?
0: Yeah, just scream and scream and scream until everyone's awake.
1: Why don't you just make sure that she has enough food the night before?
0: Because she would eat it all and then be sick on the floor. Just assume that there is nothing worthwhile about this cat before you ask any further questions. (laughs) She's a disappointment. I came down yesterday morning and on the floor was a half-digested entire mouse, which means she must have swallowed it like a snake Uh, and then vomited it up.
1: Probably while I was still alive.
0: Oh, my goodness. There was a full-sized rat on the floor in the kitchen uh, beginning of the week.
1: The, I'm so happy that Finch is an incompetent <laughs> and lazy huntress. Genuinely Toby, so um,
0: pleased. Toby is so well-trained by Lucy that when he sees that she's brought some gruesome monstrosity in and dumped it on the kitchen floor, um, says to her, oh, he goes, oh, thank you, Lucy, for my breakfast. It's so yummy. Because <laughs> he understands that she's trying to feed us, yeah. so therefore he wants yeah. to make sure she understands it so it, it's been <laughs> received with gratitude.
1: Great. Why do we keep these strange wild animals in our house? These
0: killers Well in some cases they're great Like Dexter and Tony the Tiger But in most cases they're not Yeah I think we need to
1: I agree with Petter We need to kill all pets
0: Finch must be a thousand years old by now
1: She is but she's still a kitten Because she didn't pass the cat exam When she got her uh, head caught in the fence once That was a bit embarrassing So yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> she's a simple cat.
1: She's very simple. but I prefer those. You know, she genuinely has not shown any aptitude at hunting anything ever. I think once, as I said, a bee went into her mouth or something, and that wasn't good. And that's about it. Uh, I really, she's she's gratifying. But she
0: can't even cautious. meow. <laughs> she's just awful. <laughs> yeah,
1: but we've never been given presents, so thanks. that's true. Yeah. We we, we we keep um differently abled cats john we, we don't discriminate
0: that's that's beautiful
1: yeah <laughs> I, I feel that um i I'm doing a service to the world in uh, looking after behinded kittens.
0: What's your plan for 2019?
1: My plan for 2019 is probably to continue living.
0: Have you heard about my ban against saying 2019?
1: No, I assume it's 2019. There's a 20, strict rule. You either say
0: 2019, uh-huh. or you say I was born in 1977.
1: No, I think you're wrong. I think until we get to about 20, I think 2020 is the limit. No, I'm right. I am right about this. It's it's no. it's
0: 2019. If you want to carry on saying 1983 or whatever, you need to just a 20. This two thousand and nonsense has to stop I, or or and I'm d i am i would like to say I equally wholly support saying one thousand nine
1: hundred and eighty-three. No, I think twenty twenty is where that starts. I think Someone
0: on Twitter said to me that the the downside of this is it encourages the twenty twenties. <laughs> yeah. That is a good Ooh. argument. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty, man. Oh gosh, that's awful. Mm. We're not where we should have been by
1: twenty twenty. Say that again. We're not where we should have been by nearly 2020.
0: You know. 2020. Yeah.
1: It's all a bit mundane.
0: Drones, though. <laughs> I love how the BBC has realised that if they put the word drone in a headline, people will read it, no matter how irrelevant. So they get the, last week. The, the Seven Bridge, the old Seven Bridge, was shut down because a, a, a loony climbed one of the towers, mm-hmm. and the headline is um seven bridge shut down because of man flying drone it sounds less impressive when you say
1: because of man playing with toy airplane
0: it does doesn't it man throwing paper airplanes from top of seven tower yeah
1: or or gatwick airport closed down because people flying remote controlled toy airplanes <laughs> it doesn't sound so impressive a drone well of course
0: you know. But this is a story about a man climbed one of the towers So they had to close the bridge The fact that he was flying a drone was entirely secondary
1: Why did he climb a tower?
0: I think because he was bonkers
1: Are you allowed to say that? I am no, You're don't not know. I think you'll be kicked off Patreon if you
0: carry on with that sort of nonsense <laughs> That's true My pat- uh, tha- The closer I have a thousand Patreons
1: <sighs> do, do, do you have a drone?
0: I do not have a drone. I have a I'm friend su- who was briefly trying to run a business fl- taking photographs of drones.
1: Mm, and now isn't up, is And it? now
0: abandoned it.
1: So, but uh, I'm surprised you don't have a drone because I'm sure Toby would love one.
0: I imagine they're quite fun, but also very annoying. Anything remote controlled is an ordeal because you've got to have uh, an entire empty... D- this Here's the thing. I'm ready with the thing. Are you ready for the thing?
1: Hold on, let me just clear a space for it. Okay, and a, and a nice place you can land this very noisy thing whilst fiddling with the remote control. And please don't crash into the window while you do it. There you go.
0: Here's, the, here's what's gone wrong with all of society. Okay. It's, it's the heathens.
1: Well, I know that's your perspective. Indeed. Obviously.
0: Yeah. Because do you remember when supermarkets were closed on a Sunday? Yes. Do, aside from the massive inconvenience of that... Yes, and I still to this day get furious when I realise it's four o'clock, and so therefore the supermarkets are closed on a Sunday. <laughs> yes, um, but put as, that aside. Uh-huh. The uh, the car park, the empty uh... car park on a Sunday. That's why this generation of children have all their problems, all their mental health issues. It's not the screens. It's the. It's lack not of the car screens. It's the emptiness. lack of empty car parks. An oh. empty car park was a place to learn to drive. A place to I drive did. your re- new remote control car. And would yeah. be a place to fly your drone. Oh, you see, they don't have these training grounds anymore. Exactly. And that's what's wrong with society.
1: And that's probably why Brexit happened. Yep. Oh, OK. Well, fair enough. I, I agree. We should start a new party saying bring back the empty car park.
0: <laughs> we should build spare empty car parks.
1: Yes. We should <laughs> compulsory purchase swathes of, uh, uh, of housing estates and just knock them down and turn them into <laughs> empty car parks. <laughs>
0: yes. That's where I first drove a car. It was in an empty car park on a Sunday. So
1: did I. It was, about, it was the Mill Hill Broadway train station car park.
0: Ah, Mine happened. was a uh, Sainsbury's car park. And, and do you remember it fondly? Yes, absolutely. There was something magical about going into a car park when it's empty. There still is walking through yeah. Tesco car park on uh, Christmas Day when it was completely empty. It was like, oh, I could just walk diagonally and I'm not going to get mowed down.
1: Well, we a couple of Christmases ago on Christmas Day, we drove into Central London in the morning, and that was like a sci-fi oh, yes. film. We just Ooh. we literally drove to Tower to 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 Big Ben. I said I drove to Big Ben, even though it's the clock tower. But I said I drove to Big Ben, the bell.
0: You drove straight into Big Ben, I drove in
1: Yeah, I drove into the bell, and that's why it's been broken ever since.
0: Oh, now that makes sense. I was yeah. confused that it rang on New Year's Eve.
1: I think. It, they, they. What they did is they, they actually put a special uh, electric clanger inside there. That is oh, not right. run by. It's not run by the clock mechanism. But there's a clanger which they press a button and it bangs, bashes the bell.
0: temporarily. Now I have a question for you, um, another man, fellow man in his forties. Go on. Did you? Go, what time did you go to bed on New Year's Eve?
1: Well, that's a sad story because. Um. Because on New Year's Eve, what we've done in the last few years is my brother and his family and we usually because my parents are usually away visiting Mos Joane in America at this time of year. So yeah. their their house is empty. I have so a we... question
0: about this. Actually, sorry to interrupt. Why yeah. isn't he Moshe? If they were going for a good Jewish name, why didn't they it's go for a good Moshe?
1: Name. It's
0: Mos Joane. But why not Moshe Joane? That's a
1: bit on the nose, isn't it? I know. I think
0: they've. Met, I think that was a, a critical error. I like Moss, the name Moshe. I'm a it's fan. Moss, it's
1: Moshe-Wayne. Yeah. So anyway, they were visiting Moshe-Wayne uh, again this year. And so what we would do is uh, we'd go there, we'd, we'd make a meal, a specific meal, and I would prepare with beef and so on, and then we'd have some nice foods. And then we would... Before that, have gone down to the firework shop and gotten all sorts of slightly too big fireworks and lit them up in their garden and uh, sparklers and the full lot, and then yeah. and had a drink and then come back probably around ten or whatever, and then we would have the, Judy would have gone to sleep and we would probably have just watched the whatever was going on in the neighbourhood fireworks. You know, you can basically watch out of your window and the whole world's exploding, and that's what we'd have done this year. However, um, Gregory's family, my brother's family, all basically got the bubonic plague on, ah. on on uh Christmas Eve. And they went to Northern Ireland to visit his in laws there at the time. And so the, the children were all throwing up and so on and had flu and, and, and then Liana got it and so by, and they still hadn't lost this by New Year's Eve. So they stayed at home and we stayed at home and we had a rib a rib of beef and and we watched I think was it that night or was it on New Year's Day we watched Paddington two and then went to bed, probably about <laughs> half ten or eleven. I would have guessed. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and the, uh, but but uh, I think Leanna is still ill now, so it's probably the longest illness ever to have fallen any individual.
0: Well, this is my theory. We've talked about this before. My theory yeah. that colds are getting worse, and no one, no, no one knows because everyone puts it down to age. Hey, maybe it's a new sort of AIDS cold. Yeah, but have, I, have I shared this theory on on the Rum Doings before? Yes. Yeah, so that's not everyone's well it colds again. are getting worse. Yeah, and so not have... they're never really going away. No, and everyone's saying, well. oh, it's just because I'm older now.
1: No, but the same happens with kids. I know that. So Judith will get a cold and she'll be still hacking and coughing seven months later. Kind
0: of yeah, thing. Toby's the same.
1: Yeah, Now I think we'll be we're, we're, something's evolving to kill us all off very soon.
0: Yeah, seems that way. Seems sure. that
1: way. Shall we say goodbye to the people before that happens? Uh, no, well, I'm going to. Goodbye, my lovely listeners. But little don't bat. you want to know about my New Year's Eve? What's wrong with you? Uh yeah, you went to bed. Go on, then tell you me. You
0: went to bed around ten. So <laughs> I was rudely had... awakened by fireworks at midnight.
1: It's disgusting. You should have shaken your fist like in the Sun Sun Pad uh, peanut butter advert. I tell you what, <laughs> I don't remember that. I tell you what, do I? Right. My bat son Pat is a nifty with a bat, and then he smashes the window. And goes. Rrr.
0: You don't remember that advert? No, I don't. Gracious me. <laughs> I've been enjoying the uh, uh, nature's very own firework display of uh, Venus in the mornings. Oh, really? Is she putting up a good display? Oh, my goodness. If you get a clear morning, it's been mm-hmm. the day before yesterday, this beautiful, the thinnest slither of a crescent moon. And then Venus going bah! right next to it.
1: Oh, I shall have a lookout. I'll look out Absolutely tomorrow. Absolutely
0: tremendous. It. But also ask before we go, ask me any question you like about the moon titan i know everything there is to know about the moon titan
1: okay could you tell me what the most prevalent hydrocarbon is on the moon titan
0: i could it's methane liquid methane thank you for asking exactly and are there therefore lots of little bugs on Titan. It seems very unlikely that there wouldn't be an Earth-like atmosphere. Just it's a, they say Earth-like atmosphere. Please, it's Earth-like. just missing that one minor air. Eh, there's no oxygen, but pff, whatever. Um, and it's oh, it's minus 100, 179 degrees. To Celsius, be fair, but psh, put
1: this aside. To be fair, when life started on Earth, there was no oxygen. Oh, that's interesting. That's true, isn't it? Indeed, in, in, oxygen was a horrible toxic byproduct of the original life, which then killed most of the life that had come along until clever little mitochondria and so on yes, you're to right. come into a coalition so no that's not required
0: That's true. Minus 179 water? degrees on the surface which is quite chilly and all the Low liquid, liquid is, is liquid methane and ethane but it does it rains and it has uh, storms and stuff and then the ground has it's the only other body in the solar system that has uh, rivers and lakes and features like that
1: but not of water
0: Then although they're, they're a different, different mix of water is um, it warm?
1: why is it warm enough to be water
0: because it's liquid methane.
1: No, but I'm saying, is there? I assume, is there water in the methane? I guess.
0: No, it's just it's just it's just Does, wet, it's
1: so it's wet not, gas. Yeah. But so so it's not water. Is there well, any? Call, H2O? It's,
0: it's not H two O. That's that's unquestionably well, H2O the H two
1: O is water, John. In case you hadn't known, and if it's not H two O, it's not water.
0: You're very. That is. That's just typical uh, terror <laughs> racism. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, um, yeah. I'm There's being prescriptive, hetero, heteronormative. There, I'm sorry, but for me, unless you're H two O, you don't get to call yourself water.
0: <laughs> Here's my favourite thing about Titan: it has cryovolcanoes.
1: Oh yeah, that gushing ice.
0: Yeah, they spew cold instead of hot. Is
1: that the They've one that got that's... the
0: blue volcanoes, not the red volcanoes?
1: It's is it the one that's gushing stuff into space, or is that another one?
0: No, that's another one. It's the other one. Um, here's another stuff. exciting thing about Titan islands appear and disappear. So in 2013, uh, Cassini was doing a flyby. Uh huh. And these, um, it, saw, it found some, it, using its IR, it found some uh, islands on the surface of this lake. Mm-hmm. And they did another flyby a few days later, and they weren't mm-hmm. there anymore. Oh, it's not that.
1: It's not that exciting. It was just the lakes bobbing about. Isn't
0: it? And then the second, in 2014, the same thing happened again. These land masses were appearing and disappearing. In 2017, they came up with a theory, wh- which was that liquid methane hitting liquid ethane caused nitrogen can't stay diluted mm. in that. And so these nitrogen bubbles were coming up. And they're, they're thinking the bubbles were tricking uh, the uh, infrared scanners into thinking it's a landmass. Terrible. I've got that. much better theories. What? But I'm not gonna share them because they're all for my exciting new writing project. Populous too. Could
1: you could you tell me one more thing about Titan? What's its gravity? Do you know that
0: Laura asked me about the gravity yesterday and I don't know. Because
1: I'm trying to think, if we had a good enough space suit, could we relatively easily go and stand on it or not?
0: I'm just I've got, <laughs> I've got the right pages open, so I'm just gonna look mm-hmm. uh, for gravity. Titan's um, gravity. Uh, The gravity field varies as Titan orbits Saturn.
1: Yes, but... Uh, Oh, also, I imagine the radiation must be hideous because of Saturn.
0: Presumably. Titan's lower gravity means its atmosphere is more extended than Earth's.
1: Okay, so it's lower gravity than Earth, so we could stand on it without a problem. Um,
0: Yeah.
1: What about its... uh, Does it have a magnetosphere? You said Uh, I could ask you anything.
0: Yes, you can, and it's... Now, here's the problem, and it's a stupid problem. Yeah. I also was doing a bunch of research into Venus, and I've got muddled over the magnetosphere. Yeah, so.
1: Saturn magnetises its moon Titan. It does have a magnetosphere, Negative. so that could offer some sort of protection from radiation.
0: Hmm, shall we go there? I don't see why not. It's chilly. You would want to pack an extra coat. Well, we were thinking of going
1: to Norway anyway.
0: Uh, somewhere else to go to escape Brexit. Yeah.
1: Sure, certainly, it
0: certainly merits a lot more investigation. The only problem is it does take a good eight years, six to eight years to get there.
1: Yeah, but, but it but takes not... you can
0: get there in four years if you don't plan on stopping.
1: Yeah, but not if you um, have if you use um, Mr. Musk's hyperloop, you could probably get there in a few minutes. That's true. <laughs> everything he says is true?
0: I li- I'm very excited about Titan. I think it's very cool. T- you wanted to know one more thing about it. I'll tell you one more thing about it. Only one more thing. Its atmosphere rotates at a different speed to the planet's surface.
1: So that must mean it's quite windy when you're standing on its surface, then.
0: Um, That's quite exciting, though.
1: Mm, But it'll get a bit boring and kites will be ripped.
0: (laughs) That's a good point. I hadn't thought about kites.
1: So forget about it.
0: Nah, stricken.
1: Bye. Happy New Year. See you next week. Same to you. Bye.